Hello, welcome to River Road Presbyterian Church. This podcast is an audio-only version of Pastor Ray Roberts' weekly sermon. Whether you missed worshiping with us this week, dozed off during the sermon, or are just checking us out for the first time, we welcome you to our River Road family. For those of you who may be new, we would love to have you visit with us. We have two worship services each Sunday, a 9 a.m. informal service and an 11 a.m. traditional worship service that is also live-streamed. You can find that stream, recordings of past services, and learn more about our church and the many ways for you to connect with us at rrpcusa.org. We hope to see you soon. We are in a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer, as uh, you may have picked up by now. And the title of the series is Like No One's Looking. Uh, The title comes from Jesus' criticism of public displays of piety. And uh, he criticizes people who are doing it for the show, or at least appear to be doing it for the show, so others will think well of them. And then he teaches them how to pray. Uh, Today we're looking at uh, the the petition, Lead Us Not Into Temptation. And to help us do that, we're going to look at James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. Hear the word of God. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, Consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. But ask in faith. Never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Let the believer who is lowly boast in being raised up, and let the rich in being brought low. Because the rich will disappear like a flower in the field, For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the field. Its flower falls and its beauty fades. It is the same with the rich. During a busy life, they will wither away. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one, when tempted, should say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But if one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it, then when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Let us pray. Lord, may the words that I speak and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. I once had a church member who was very, very faithful about uh, attendance at worship. She was there every Sunday, and she always looked like a million dollars. She was really done and elegant and she was a wonderful person but frequently I mean I can't even count them on two hands the number of times that she came to me at the end of the service and she would say 
Are we still praying, lead us not into temptation? She'd be exasperated. And of course, she was, she was so done up that it just didn't match. But she was frustrated. She said, I can't believe we're still saying that. The Lord I know doesn't lead us into temptation. I confess, I had never stopped to think about it. I just kind of rattled the words off and just kind of like, well, it's not temptation. No, temptation, that'd be... I hadn't really thought about it, what it said about God. But as I thought about it, I kind of thought, you know, she's got a point. She's got a point. I mean, it's sort of like a child asking mom, please don't stick long needles in me. I mean, if you were at a store and you heard, you saw a mother and a child and the child said to the mom, please don't stick long needles in me. Wouldn't you think something's wrong here? I mean, why, why would any child need to ask that? And what does it say about the mother? On top of the insinuation, which is terrible, uh, did you hear today's scripture that we read? When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God does not tempt anyone. Well, if, if God doesn't tempt us, why are we asking God not to lead us into temptation? I think this may be the most confusing part of the Lord's Prayer. And when I studied it, because I needed to have something to say to, to this woman who was asking me so, most Sundays. Why are we still saying this? When I studied it, um, I, I realized that a lot of commentators have problems with this. And most try to fix the problem through translation. That is, they say the word that we translate as temptation can be translated as trial or testing. But as I thought about it, and as I told Faye, that was the name of the woman, uh, I, as I told her, I said, you know, what if it's trial? Just think of it as trial. And she said, it doesn't fix anything. She wasn't happy with that at all. She doesn't fix, what kind of God tests a child on a test that they might fail? What kind of parent would ever do that? So I thought, well, she's got a point. She's got a point. There's another way to think about this, especially if you know that Greek doesn't have punctuation. The Greek New Testament's got the Greek letters, but it doesn't have the punctuation. What happens if we add a comma? Because you know commas save lives. I was reminded of this at staff. June, I was talking about this in staff, and June said, you know commas save lives. Come eat grandmother. Come eat, grandmother, it's a scary thought. But come eat, grandmother. Come eat, comma, grandmother. It's a completely different meaning. Comma, save life. What if there's a comma here? Well, how would the meaning change? Lead us, comma, not into temptation. If you add a comma, the emphasis is on God's leading. We are petitioning God to guide us, to align us, with what God wants for our lives, which is good. It's nothing like temptation where that might lead us. In fact, this petition continues what we see throughout the Lord's Prayer. Um, May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, all of us, our daily bread. Forgive us, all of us, 
our debts as we extend your reconciliation to others. Lead us, Lord, us, all of us, and me, lead me, because I'm part of us. Lead us, the whole community, to hear your voice. Grant us your wisdom. Guide us. That's the weight of meaning in this petition. We're requesting God's leading, personally and for the whole community. And then, as an aside, we say, not into temptation. Lead me in a way I don't fall into temptation because I have this way of doing just that. I know how weak I am. I know I'm prone to give in. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to do your will, but I'm weak. Temptation is like gravity. Temptation is not crashing into the planet. It's, it's being pulled into the orbit. You feel the pull. pull. You, you feel the allure, the attraction. And if you get too close, you lose escape velocity. You can no longer generate it. Temptation has to do with strength of character, but it also has to do with proximity or circumstance. The situation that we're in. In a normal moment, some sins are as tempting as jumping off a cliff, right? You wouldn't think of doing it. We tell ourselves, I'd never do that. Never do that. I'm never going to jump off a cliff. It it would be too destructive. It would hurt. It would cause so much hurt. And from a distance, we are strong. But if you change the circumstances, and this is how temptation works, if it pulls us to the edge... Perhaps it's the view that you have from the edge. If you get close to the edge, you go close not to jump off, but to enjoy the possibility. At the edge, you get a good view of some pleasure or opportunity. From a distance, you're strong. But when you come close to the edge, you're weak and you're no longer on solid ground. You don't see the consequences as clearly. And it can feel like the ground is giving away beneath your feet, and it can feel like you have no choice, though you still have a choice. But you get carried away. Now, some of you know that I'm in a band. How many of you know that I'm in a band? Some of you know this. I'm in a band that's called Reckless and Wild, which is your typical Presbyterian minister's band name. It's, it was formed at Vacation Bible School some years ago, um, where bands like Reckless and Wild get formed. And uh, I I wrote a song for the band a number of years ago called Temptation. And uh, the the beat, the bass line is boom, 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 ba, da, 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 ba, 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 da, 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 da. The chorus of the song, um, the chorus of the song talks about temptation and resisting temptation. And it goes like this. Don't start what you should not finish. Don't start because you only make a mess of things. Temptation, why do you always find me? You know, I shouldn't want to do the things I want to do. Don't start what you should not have finished. That's how to resist temptation. It's by not starting. Walking close to the edge, entering the circumstance where you may no longer be strong. This week I saw the musical Les Mis, 
Um, I talked about it at the early service that I've been told that the people buying tickets, so you got to buy your tickets quickly. Um, it's a really wonderful production. The cast is amazing. Uh, it, it's really good. But I was struck by the way Jean Valjean struggles with temptation in the song, Who Am I? Valjean is running from the police. He, he was locked up in jail because he stole a loaf of bread. And he was sentenced to like two years for stealing a loaf of bread. And then he tries to escape. And then he serves 20 years, 20 years of his life for stealing a loaf of bread. And he's, he, he jumps parole because nobody will hire him because he's a marked man because he's been to prison. So he, he jumps parole. He's no longer identifying as Jean Valjean. And he learns that the police have found somebody that they think is him. And he could take the fall for Jean Valjean. And he would be set free. And he sings in this song, Who Am I? He says, I thought that man, he thought that man was me without a second glance. That stranger he has found, this man could be my chance. Why should I save his hide? Why should I right this wrong? When I have come so far and struggled for so long. And then he then moves to rationalize letting the other man be jailed and the possibility of liberation. He'd be forever free. He'd never have to worry about being found out and being caught. And he tells himself that others will suffer if he turns himself in. That's his rationalization. He sings, I'm the master of hundreds of workers. They all look to me. How can I abandon them? How would they live if I'm not free? But then he considers what this will mean for the stranger. Who am I? Can I condemn this man to slavery? Pretend I do not feel his agony? The innocent man who wears my face, who goes to judgment in my place. And then he considers how God has saved him and given him a new purpose in life. My soul belongs to God, I know. I made that bargain long ago. He gave me hope when hope was gone. He gave me strength to carry on. And then in the, in the theater, the scene changes and Jean Valjean has gone to the courtroom and he says, who am I? Who am I? And he declares to the judge, I am Jean Valjean. He struggles with temptation. Jesus struggled with temptation. That's what the letter of the Hebrews says. Jesus struggled with temptation like us and therefore he can sympathize with our weakness. Imagine a father and a child are walking on icy pavement. They're walking on icy pavement and the father says, be careful, you're going to slip and fall. The little kid's full of energy and the little kid's a kid, right? And takes off, is running, and then whoop, down he goes. It hurts. And the father comes over and reaches down lifts him up and the little child says hold on to me don't let me fall lead us not into temptation don't let me fall and of course the father does it because he loves the child 
Let us pray. Gracious God, you know the temptations that we face. And you know the circumstances where we feel weak. Lead us, Lord, in your way. Help us to show your love and your goodness and grace to everyone. We ask this in the strong name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.